News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio on WVNN. Listen, this is the this is the show of the afternoons. And, and it, we, we have a number of people that, that are, are advertising on the show and reaping the benefits thereof, I would say. And if you would like to be an advertiser on Right Side Radio, just understand you can go to rightsideradio.org. And you will find on the contact list, you can just find my phone number from my brother, Bobby. Bobby will square you away. Advertising on Right Side Radio is super, super easy. Speaking of which, let me just take a minute and tell you about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. Now, I talk about them a lot. Uh, they deserve it. I, I love going out there. Truthfully, that, 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 is, that is an oasis, I call it, in the middle of North Alabama. And, and Otter Creek Farm has hundreds of manicured acres. They've got a wing shooting destination there where you can go and hunt pheasant and quail. They've got a culinary team that's unbelievable. Well, that culinary team is doing something special just for the summertime. They're doing a summer dinner series. I took Charlene out there the other night. Five-course dinner in beautiful facilities. Five-course dinner with a wine pairing with each course. I'm not that sophisticated, but listen, y'all, I felt like a king that night, and it was it was something worth doing. Check them out. OtterCreekFarmstead.com is the name uh, of the website. Yeah, check them out. Folks, we're going to go to the phones, 866-494-9866, 866-494-9866. What do you think about mandatory military vaccines? Because it's being announced right now on the news the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is very likely asking today for guidance uh, from the uh, Biden administration, which would include a request for a waiver because, of course, the vaccines are not FDA approved and the military cannot have them unless there is a presidential waiver, basically absolving the civilian leadership of uh, uh, responsibility by having signed that waiver. It is expected that President Biden will say, absolutely, here's my signature or here's whoever signed for me, one or the other. So I got a phone phone. I tell you what, 866-494-9866. I got one on the line already. Mark from Athens. Phil Williams here on Right Side. What do you think about mandatory military vaccines? Well, first of all, thank you, Senator Williams, for having taken my call. And secondly, thank you for your service in the past. Thank you, sir. I appreciate um, that very much. You bet. And now I want to ask you a question on that question. Isn't the, the, the main uh, people or bodies involved in the military service between the ages of 19 and 35 that's the majority of them i would say that's yes um okay now secondly isn't there a lot of reports coming out now about the the people in that and that age bracket 19 to 35 that are getting the vaccine and having medical conditions such as enlargement of the heart kidney failure you know weeks moments months after the in the second vaccine are we ready to take our military and put it up into that and hope that we don't lose a massive amount of our service members because of these side effects that they have no earthly idea about because we have no data points other than six months or eight months worth of data points? Mark, Mark, your point is well taken, and I think that's going to wind up being the question. Now, we've got stats right now that show that upwards of 64 to 65 percent of our U.S. military is already vaccinated, meaning they have chosen at this point because it wasn't mandated. Um and, and I'm curious where this is going to go, because you're right. There, there are some indications. We had uh, a gentleman called in earlier and said his daughter, who's in the Navy, um, took the shot. and She's in a wheelchair right now because she's developed neurological disorders that were not there before the shot. Um, so, Mark, I, 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 think, I think you're right. I think we're going to wind up seeing that very often. And thanks for the call, by the way, Mark. We appreciate you being on. I think we're going to wind up seeing that data points are going to come out. 
And our VA system is going to be uh, having to care for some people who had adverse reactions. Now, we do know that the adverse reactions are the minority, but they do exist. So that being said, if you are one of the, um, if you are one of those who wants uh, the shot, but you're worried about the side effects, and you would otherwise then choose not to, but you're under a contract, an enlistment contract with the military, meaning that they own you basically. And in the military, you do uh, you do separate yourself from some of your liberties, if you will, uh, by by contracting with the military and choosing to serve for that period of time. Uh, you also recognize that they can uh, limit your comings and goings. They can uh, change uh, the, the the rights to due process that you have and put you under the UCMJ as the Universal Code of Military Justice, as opposed to the uh, the standard forms of justice you may have in a civilian court. Um, things change, is what I'm saying. So the question is going to be: Is what happens if you decide you don't want it because you don't want to be one of those minorities that has a side effect? We got Michelle from Huntsville on line one, 866-494-9866. But Michelle from Huntsville, tell me, uh, yes or no, military vaccine, what do you think? Um, I'm completely against it. My daughter and my son are both in the military. One is stationed in Hawaii. One is deployed overseas at this moment. They both have had COVID in the military this year. Um, It's been difficult for them to do their jobs because of the way that Everything has happened in the military with having to wear masks every moment of every part of the day. Um, I don't believe in the vaccine for the sake of they already have the natural antibodies. So why would we make these soldiers do that? I don't understand. I, I think your point is well taken. And, and that's the, the question that we're not having answered is, What's happened to the antibodies? Are they just not sufficient? Is, is there a study that says the antibodies just can't cut it? Because in every other illness they do, Michelle, thanks for the call. In every other uh, illness they do, now, do we need boosters? I mean, I've had the flu shot before, even though I've had the flu. Um, so I, I, I get it. There, there are, somebody explain the science to me uh, and tell me why the antibodies don't count. Um, and, and you have to have a shot, otherwise you don't, you don't, you don't reckon, basically. I've got another caller on the line, Mike from Harvest. Mike from Harvest, Phil Williams here on right side. What do you think, man? Military vaccine or no? Um, I would say I'm up in the air on it, but I will say, isn't under the Geneva Convention, they're not supposed to use military as medical guinea pigs? And doesn't this kind of go and fall into that slippery slope of, you know, it's not, it hasn't been approved by the FDA, but yet we're going to force our military members to get the vaccine. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's why today what we're seeing, a great great point, Mike, what we're seeing right now is that the um, Secretary of Defense is required to seek a presidential waiver before mandating any such non- FDA approved uh, vaccines, and 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 that 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 waiver is expected to happen. I mean, it's just basically it's a it's a CYA for the civilian leadership of the SecDef's office. Uh, but but yeah, that's uh, that's the deal, man. And and it's not un it's not unheard of. It's like I said before, um, Agent Orange was a great idea when they sprayed defoliant over the jungles where troops like my dad uh, were, were walking. Uh, uh, Mefloquin was uh, approved but, uh, that I know of, uh, but I had to take it, and uh, soon thereafter they discontinued because it had so many side effects. Um, anthrax vaccine was never a happy situation, and a lot of people chose not to get in line when they were told to. 
Um, but um, yeah, the military uh, it winds up being the um, the source of experimentation for way too much sometimes. But in this case, uh, we've got a vaccine that is uh, widely accepted and certainly pushed, and uh, and they're 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 saying go forth. Hey, Eric from Huntsville is on line three. I'll go ahead and take the call from Eric from Huntsville. Eric, what do you think, military vaccine or no? Absolutely not. Uh, I was in Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and they made us take the PB pills for nerve gas poisoning. And all that did was cause so many problems with gastrointestinal issues and things. And then uh, Iraqi Freedom, we went. We didn't have PB pills. They just gave us Valium injectors instead. So until you understand what you're dealing with, it's all you're doing is just throwing rocks, hoping to hit something. Well, man, uh, thanks for your service, by the way. And and yes, it's amazing uh, the number of shots and uh, and and substances that the military is given when they're deploying. And uh, and you just you just named one that I'd forgotten about. But yes, absolutely, Eric from Huntsville. Thanks for your service. And by the way, the uh, the, the lady who called a while ago, if you're still listening, who have a son and a daughter, both. Uh, on active duty right now. Thank you for their service. I failed to say that earlier. 866-494-9866. What do you think? Military vaccine or no? I'd love to hear your opinion. 866-494-9866. Because this issue is going to be a huge issue. And my question is, what happens to those within the ranks of any any rank structure who say, I, I don't want that? Or for that matter, I'm ETSing. I'm, I'm getting out like next week. Why are you going to make me get a shot when I'm leaving here next week? Uh, Jonathan from Huntsville's on line five. Jonathan, Phil Williams from right side. What do you think? Military vaccine or no? Well, I mean, in general, I'm against any kind of forced uh, vaccinations. But in this case, um, you know, I was in the military and they would, before you go to a deployment, they would give you uh, whatever vaccines you're going to get. I had one guy that was in my unit. Uh, ask, well, what is in this? And he got yelled out like you wouldn't believe. They, they don't even care. They're just going to give you what they're going to give you. And it makes sense because, remember, these guys can also order you to be, you know, the uh, um, that decoy that, that that unit gets destroyed while the, uh, while the other units uh, succeed in the battle. You know, I mean, it, it's what you sign up for. Um, well, and but, Jonathan, your your point's taken. I can remember in uh, in training for um, uh, NBC warfare, nuclear, biological, chemical warfare, there was always that that the unlucky schlep who was going to be the one who had to take his gas mask off to see whether or not the uh, the live agent had dispersed. And that's uh, you're right. Yeah, you know, it makes you makes you do stuff. But you know, I I haven't been vaccinated because I. I actually uh, had the disease back in January, and right. uh, I just go and get, you know, recently I had some, some issues, some unrelated issues uh, that I wanted to get checked out. It turned out it was, everything was fine, but I went to my cardiologist, and he said that, you know, you've been testing regularly to see if you have uh, antibodies, because you can get that done at Kroger for like 20 bucks, right? And, and he says that the whole point of getting the vaccination is to generate antibodies, and your antibodies are fine. Just go with those until they go away, and then get vaccinated. Is what he said. Um, he also said that there is a possibility, and we won't know for three years. But there's a possibility that once you've got antibodies, natural antibodies, that your body will remember how to generate those antibodies the next time it encounters the same disease. Right? But the advantage to the vaccine, from his perspective, was that if you get the vaccine, you can get a booster, and you can know that you can. Uh, get your antibodies back uh, and and not 
uh, and not hope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that, that's a that's a great point, and that's you know, and it sounds like you got a well reasoned doctor who's willing to talk it through with you, as opposed to one who's just going to be a lemming that's going to say, "Run with me, run to the sea," and um, and uh, Jonathan, hey, thanks for your thanks for your call, and uh, and 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 thanks for for uh, being a, a right side ruffian and calling in and, and and being a part of the show. Hey, listen, folks, we're going to go ahead and, and and take that break that we got to take. Uh, we, we're going to come back and finish out the hour, finish out the show. Uh, it's been a it's been a full week, and tomorrow's going to be a good day as well. Uh, but if you want to call in for the last segment here, I'll go ahead and uh, let the phone lines open for 866-494-9866. 866-494-9866. What do you think? Military mandatory vaccines or not? Call and tell me. We'll be right back. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. That's the channel, Right Side Radio. That's the show, Phil Williams. I am the host and proud of it. It's an honor to have this platform and be with an audience like this when we like to say we're solid, conservative, and just plain right. whole bunch of people out there listening, we like to call them Right Side Ruffians, people who will say, not on my watch, not on my watch. And that's what this show is here for, to tell you all the things you need to sort of bolster you, empower you, uh, get you to the the, the, the fighting spirit to go out and say, you know what, not on my watch. I will speak at that school board meeting. I will be the one who says uh, I am not going to take that laying down. And uh, and so thank you because I, I'm, I'm, I, I sense that around the state right now. We've seen some things happen in the last uh, week or two uh, that have been interesting on that, and I talked about them yesterday on the show. Speaking of which, if you ever want to catch a segment of the show that you, you missed or that you liked it enough to where you want to hear part of it again or, or send it to somebody, you can go to rightsideradio.org. That's the website for the show. And, and we post those uh, segments uh, the, by the next morning. The previous day's show is up, and you can you can go pull down pieces of it. If all you want to hear is, what was that thing he said in Woke World, or what was Copper's Corner, or how did that go on that monologue the other day, then uh, on the right side way, they're all on there. Just go, go find them, and uh, we'd be glad for you to have them. That's why they're there. Hey, Copper, um, have you ever had anybody on this vaccine issue, the mandatory vaccine, tell you, well, George Washington had a mandatory vaccine in the Revolutionary War. Have you ever heard that? No, I have not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I had somebody troll me on it the other day, <laughs> you know, as I'm saying, here we go, you know, the, the, the military vaccine. I think I just posted an article, and, and next thing you know, it comes back with, bam, George Washington did it with smallpox, and, you know, they've got a link to a storyline. So my response to that was, so you're going to say that a wartime decision uh, prior to the enactment of the Bill of Rights is the same. And that's my first response. Uh, they never responded, by the way, to that. Um, here's some context. So what did happen, we understand, is in 1777, George Washington was faced with the fact that, that smallpox was running rampant through the ranks. And it was literally devastating uh, the ranks of the Continental Army. Uh, it was to the point that they could no longer sustain certain fights, and they were losing uh, they were losing certain cities to the British because they could not sustain the fight because 
worse than the uh, injuries caused by the, the fighting was the disease, in this case, smallpox. Uh, Washington apparently described it himself. I'm looking at a, a write-up on it as greater threat than the sword of his enemy. Um, so there you have it. British soldiers had apparently, um, many of them had been inoculated or had already suffered with it as a child, and they were now immune, is what we see the Mount Vernon research uh, historians say. So in this instance, uh, in a wartime setting, when it's, and it's, it's devastating his fighting, uh, uh, fighting men, up to, I want to say, estimated up to 3,000 men in the, de- in the Continental Army were, were sick with smallpox at one point. The, he did order a, uh, a vaccination, or, or in that case, it wasn't truly a vaccination because the true vaccination did not even uh, come into being until after the Revolutionary War. What he did offer or, or require was the inoculation of new soldiers coming in in their conscripts in their training uh, of a, a lesser uh, a lesser version of smallpox, and and it wound up bolstering the ranks. I will point out, like I said, that was a wartime decision. Uh, we are in peace right now, and it was also a uh, situation in which. We were losing ground to the enemy, and that had to be rectified. And, and next was uh, there was no um, Bill of Rights in place that would have allowed a, a conscript to say, I, I, I don't want that. So uh, put it in context. Recognize it's a different story. Do you think you have something that says mandatory vaccines have been in place for a long time? Yes, they have. Uh, is this one FDA approved? No, it's not. So if you want to call, well, I'll take it back. We're, I'm going to go ahead and say, Copper, you can shut down the phones because we've only got about a minute and a half left. I don't want to cut somebody off. But truth be told, folks, I think we're going to wind up seeing that uh, very likely uh, tonight, if not tomorrow at the latest, that uh, all you green suitors at Redstone are going to wind up uh, being told that you will get the vaccine whether you want to or not. Um, and that's just that's, that's the world in which we live right now. Um, the question I have is, what is the penalty for not? And I look forward to seeing Secretary Lloyd Austin's policy guidance telling us what will happen to those that refuse. What will happen to the person who says, I'm ETSing next week. Why would I take the shot that I didn't want? Um, what about the person who just conscientiously objects to the idea of taking this without FDA approval? Or for that matter, how about the one who just manages not to get in line over and over and over again and skips formation on the days when they got the shot being you know given out and a year from now his shot records don't show that he's been updated well listen tomorrow is going to be a great show come back and join us right side radio news talk 770 am 92.5 ffm right after this you've got the great one mark levin stay tuned and we'll see you tomorrow